Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Buckle up. This just in. Breaking news. What? You call this shit news? Uh-oh. You have to do a yard piss or anything? No. Nah. It'd be so much easier if he just had a bathtub in here. <laughs> <laughs> So, hi, hi again. Mm-hmm. So I had the uh, two least sensual masturbatory sessions of my entire existence. Least, yeah, least, yeah. So I had that the the vasectomy. Right, right. At this, at this point, a while ago, um, and twelve weeks or eight. It ended up being like ten weeks after I had it done. You have to jerk off into a cup, mm-hmm. send it in, and they see if you if you're still still kicking live rounds. And so, Katie works like two doors down, or you know, they're the place that she had to bring it. The lab is like right down the hallway of where she works. It's like a couple hundred feet away. Mm-hmm. So, and she gets up. She has to leave at like six something. So I get like elbowed awake. She hands me the cup. She's already gotten ready for work. She's like, go. So I had to like wander into the bathroom, like partially awake, crank one out. And it didn't take me long. You know, if push comes to shove, you can, you can risk one out in sure minute and a half if you need to. <clears throat> Just a fucking partially erect, like, sad bedraggled penis yeah coughing forth non-life in this case as it turns out but so anyway i <laughs> I, I, I look and you i wasn't allowed to ejaculate in any sense with help or by myself for five days before that so i was expecting like just a a yield a hard <laughs> yield. But in in this cup which was you know maybe like an eight ounce cup 10 ounce cup. It looked like fucking nothing. It was real depressing. I was expecting to really be like, yes. Um, apparently I, I was a fairly normal amount, like a decent amount, but it just right. it felt really disappointing to me at the time. Uh, yeah. so, huh? I didn't feel it by any stretch of the imagination. Nowhere close. So um, she takes it, goes to work. Uh, they don't call later that day. Because the reason it needed to be done that morning is they told me, like, this needs to be pretty fresh. You know, the fresher, the better. And I was like, you want me to just jerk off on the counter? Like, what do you want me to do? And they're like, no, like, you know, 45 minutes. So she had to, like, take it right to work. It's a half hour to drive to work. So she just had right to. Right out of a movie. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> delivering somebody a fucking heart. Um, <clears throat> so she brings it in. We don't hear anything. We don't hear anything. I call back like four days later because you want to know if the procedure worked um, to make sure not to have any more of these damn children. Right. Um, So they let me know that they performed the wrong test. What? They, yeah, the re uh, they performed. It was part of a blind taste test, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah. They're like, is this Coke zero? I was like, no. Um, Just like yeah, I don't like this new Dan and flavor. Yeah. So 
<laughs> Yo, play with yourself. Um, <laughs> so, that's a yogurt joke I'll probably get in here, right? Yeah. So, uh, what they performed was a motility test to see how well they're swimming. I would think you could ascertain. See how many Michael Phelps's you got down there. So <laughs> anyway, and that was the reason apparently with the motility test, you know, that's why you need it within like a half an hour or whatever, because they still need to be alive and all that. So, or I don't know why. So they were like, yeah, we need you to do that again. And I was like, cool. Cause that was really dope the first time. Uh, so it happened again. Fucking got, kicked awake had to i didn't even bother i went to the bathroom the first time just you know to hide my shame this time mm -hmm. i just kind of like rolled over onto the side of the bed and you know knuckle shuffled one out yeah and to her uh wasn't as disappointed by the yield because i i you know i knew what i knew what to expect yeah sent it in and yeah i am dead inside as i thought i was perfect congratulations yeah. Yeah. Just nothing. I was just spitting out Beetlejuices. Oh. <laughs> the cat just vomited next to me, speaking of which. Was that the pizzer cat? Yeah. Still alive. Still alive. We thought she didn't eat for a couple of days, and I got real excited. I would have had more fun jerking off to that information than I did jerking off on this side of my bed. Because whenever, yeah. whenever I think she's about to die, which she's – She's fooled me a couple of times. I start going online, like looking for new furniture because the only reason we're not getting new furniture is because she fucking ruins everything. Right. Her nails and her piss and her general demeanor. Mm -hmm. um, so she wasn't eating for a couple of days and she's 18 years old now. So I was like, all right, it's time. And she was getting skinnier and skinnier and she was pretty damn tiny to begin with. And then. Katie took her to the vet, and she was like, oh, she'll live to be 20, 22. She's in great condition. I was like, fuck it. Damn it. This goddamn thing won't go away. So, yeah, I'm on an uncomfortable couch still. Nice. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so uh, she just made a noise like she vomited. I don't think she actually vomited. Um, so how about you? You got anything? Anything to talk about? I was no. in the garage store the other day. Tell me what you think about this. And I needed, yeah, I was in there and I was looking around. I couldn't find what I was looking for. For some reason, I was just having a brain fart because I know where it is normally, but I couldn't figure out where the soy sauce was. And I turned the corner and there's a worker there and I am about to ask him where the soy sauce is. And I realized it's an Asian kid and I did not ask him where the soy sauce was. How do you feel about that? Good man. No, I mean, like, I should be able to ask him, but it, there's some weird connotation there where I was like, right. I had pause. Good call. Asking the Asian kid where soy sauce was because I didn't want him. I didn't want it to be like this dickhead just just doing this on purpose. I got Good a shit head. I could be a white supremacist. I mean, I I feel like you put more thought into it than most people would have. Yeah. I mean, I mean was, first and foremost, you recognized him as a human being, not just an extension of, you know, the, the store, um, you know, working in a grocery store myself. I, I yeah. Yeah. All right. 
It just it struck me as I was like, I don't want to do that. I, I mean, I'll find it myself. That's fair. Yeah. Good call. Is it that good of a call? I yeah. guess. I mean. But I also don't think there's much wrong with asking for the thing if that's legitimately what. But he has no way to know if I legitimately needed to find that. Right. You know? but, but why? Why? Yeah, you did the right thing. All right. No, people don't normally say that to me, so I'll just take it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's like Gary. You really, you really knocked it out of the park there with the feelings and emotion. Yeah, that's not an everyday uh, uh, compliment for you. On the flip side of that, um, our dryer broke down, I don't know, a couple weeks ago at this point, and we had something in the laundry, like it was like stuff for the kids, like that we needed to use to put them to bed that night. So I went over to the like little dry cleaner over here near the CVS. Clear cleaners? Yes. And okay, I can tell. That is really like where the rubber meets the road as far as when you realize like the socioeconomic differences between people like a laundromat is an interesting place because there's very way to put it. yeah so and it was late ish it was like you know it was dark it was like 6 45 or something like that and i ran over there with all this wet stuff and there's a red like work truck with a ton of like trump stickers on the back Instead of pulled into the spaces like you normally would, it's parked straight across like five spaces. And I was like, this person's an asshole. Yeah. Put my mask on, go in. The two workers in there aren't wearing masks. The drum sticker guy is clearly not wearing masks. And I just, he like gives me like a little head nod and I, I'm off. Mm -hmm. I was pissed because at this point, like, the way I view it is like, I'm still staying at home most of the time because I have kids because people like, this fucking guy can't be responsible. Right. You know, so I like, I almost said, I really wanted to say something, but it was probably would have gone off the rails. And right. instead I just kind of like looked at him very, as, as angrily as you can look at with half of your face hidden. Yeah. I think you can sense if ninjas are upset at you. So I think he, uh, he understood that I was upset. Um, and yeah, and it was just like, oh, this place is a shithole. And so luckily we got, our dryer fixed, which I did not even know people did anymore. I thought you just threw it away and got in your goddamn dryer. Yeah. But it was like a, a fairly, it was just a belt. So it was like know, a fifth of the price of what a new dryer would have been. So sure. Like, sure. Um, yeah. Laundry rats, uh, you go there and you uh, get to uh, really see the, uh, the dregs of humanity. I'm, I'm going to one tomorrow morning before work. Do you not have, Laundry no. services at your place? No, and because it's been so goddamn warm this past week, I hadn't, like, when I came back from Colorado, I didn't wash any of my pants because um, it had been so warm. Like, I came back wearing shorts, and I've just worn shorts all week. And uh, yeah, I don't have any clean pants, but it cooled off real, real, real nice tonight. So I definitely need some pants. Yeah, I've never lived in a place that didn't at least have some form of laundry, like whether it's like coin operated in the place, right. never really needed to like, other than random emergencies like that to routinely go to a laundromat. So I've been able to ignore that. Uh, Most places I've lived have had them, but like where I live now, it's just, it's, it's was a single family house that was converted into four 
single bedroom apartments. So there's no, there's no real room for it. So there's, are they selling that place? You said, yeah. Are they there? I assume they would probably keep the tenants. I really depends on the new owner, what they want to do. Yeah. So I have no idea if I'm going to have to move yeah. again. Or not. Fair enough. It's neat. News of our demise. All right. So we probably should have done this story in the last episode. Let me share the screen again. Um, Because it involves pissing. Delta Airlines passenger claims she woke up to a pastor urinating on her. True. Um, Where is this woman? She looks like someone that would not. Well, I guess a lot of people look like somebody that wouldn't enjoy being pissed on. But (laughs) where is she? Um, Let me see if she's in this video. Anyway, spot the people that look like they would enjoy being pissed on. Um, uh, that priest from the last episode, you, that guy wants to be pissed on. Yeah. Um, so what happened was is a red eye flight, uh, eh, fucking advertisement, whatever. It was a red eye flight and she was just, she'd fallen asleep and she, she goes, I jumped up. Uh, where is it? She was wakened by something that felt warm, uh, yep. which spoiler alert was it, warm. It was pee. Um, she ah, said, I jumped up and I see his private area out and I screamed. And that woke everybody up. By the time I actually looked at him and I see him shaking himself off and I'm like, this man just peed on me. I looked and there was a puddle of pee in this, on the seats. Um, and then it turns out this man was a pastor. So it further turns out that he oh, was I forgave him. What's that? So I forgave him. No, well, she. I guess he had a bad reaction to the like the sleeping pill that he took, so I think he had no idea what was going on. That or it's like this is his kink, and that was his clever excuse to get away right with on. it. Yep. Um, how would you? We know how she reacted. She just started screaming. How would you react if you were on a plane and you woke up to being urinated on? You feel something warm. You kind of start stirring awake. You look over, and it sounds like this guy doesn't just piss himself. Like he, he uh, brought he himself. Personal. He brought himself forth from. Yeah, that that doesn't sound like a weird reaction to medicine. Like if he peed his own pants, I believe it. <laughs> the fact that he had the foresight to fucking take out his his penis and fucking piss on her. Yeah, hold he out Jack Johnson. Yeah, he meant to do that. Yeah. So, what would how would you react to this? Do you think? Be like, hey, uh, you're pissing on me. <laughs> That's the level of concern. I mean, luckily, the two flights that I was on last week, I didn't have anyone sitting next to me. So, what was the? Was it only like one person per row or whatever? No, it, I was actually a little surprised when I got there because. Both times I had someone sitting right next to me, but then once the plane was completely boarded because it wasn't sold out either time, both times the people moved. And I assume you had to keep your mask on the entire time? Yeah. 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 That's got to be a bit of a bummer. Yeah. Although you keep it on all day at work, though, don't you? Yeah, that was the thing. When I first found out I was going to have to wear a mask for the entirety of the flight, 
I was like, fuck, I got to wear a mask for four and a half hours. I was like, wait a minute, I wear a mask for eight hours a day. It's fine. Do you still do the ones that just kind of like loop behind your ears or did you get something a little bit more comfortable? Um, I have different types of masks. Like I'll wear that one. I wear, uh, I've got one that ties behind my head too. Those ones are a little bit more secure, but they're not as conducive to like obviously eating and stuff like that. Um, so I, like I was wearing one of those today, but it feels more secure during the day, you know, and I just untie it at lunch break and take it off. But yeah. Yeah. I actually, I started working again this week. Um, I got a different job or it's the same type of job. I still do like home care, uh, just different company. Cause the last company laid me off because yeah. things are happening in the world. Um, but this is my first time going into patients houses during this mayhem. So yeah. So obviously I'm like gloves, mask, eyewear. They give us like protective eyeglasses. Cause I guess you can get it through your eyes. Sure. Um, so yeah, and everything gets sterilized and all that sort of stuff. So it's a bunch of added extra steps, but it's better than murdering some a patient. I the, I saw the dumbest thing. The guy came through a line today, not my line, but he's been in there twice that I've seen now. So it's the dumbest mask that I've seen thus far, as far as like not something that someone made, but something that was manufactured by a company. So it looks like a pair of glasses. Like, you know, it's got the frame and everything, but there's no lenses in it. And then coming off the bridge of the nose, it just comes out, covers the nose, and it looks like a tiny little spade. It's just a piece of plastic that covers, like, it just comes to, you know, so it's mid- just like hanging there. It's not actually like, it like goes the around the nose and the mouth, but it's just, yeah, it's just like, you no, know, it's just sitting in front of there. Like, you can see him like moving his mouth behind it and stuff like that. It's like a, it's like a tiny little sneeze guard, but I'm like, that doesn't count. And it, because it's hanging off the bridge of the, the, you know, the nose bridge of the glasses, it, it looks so cumbersome. That sounds really stupid. I'm like, why don't you just put a mask on you fuck chuckle? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, next. So a 50-year-old man has filed a lawsuit after wildlife officials say he was mauled by a captive black leopard in a backyard animal enclosure in South Florida. Dwight Turner paid $150 for a, quote, full contact experience with a black leopard, which allowed him to play with it, rub its belly, and take pictures. So first of all, $150 is a lot to pay to get attacked by a jungle cat like if you you pay 150 dollars for a full contact experience at a strip club um so but you you what what leg does he have to stand on he was in a backyard animal enclosure i feel like 150 dollars to interact with a wild animal um is not a lot to pay no, I feel like he got what he paid for. <laughs> sure, I mean, but it. it so also, you're I lucky you're not here right now because Jack is unleashing holy hell. It's true. He's just lighting it up. Oh yeah, nice. Uh, someone had to someone had to do it for me. I've been unleashing some pretty some pretty potent bombs. That might have been just the cat gagging earlier. I think he ate something dead yesterday. Um. 
So yeah, I think he was hoping that it wasn't a wild animal. I think he was hoping it was a somewhat tame animal. Right. And it uh, turned out that wasn't true. I mean, he's just lucky he's not dead. Sure. I mean, so his scalp was hanging from his head and his right ear was torn in half. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like like the leopard was kind of half-assing it. Sure. Uh, well, it lives in someone's backyard. So he went for the jugular, took Turner's head in his mouth. The ear was pretty much removed. Yeah, I mean, I think I'd rather be peed on on a plane. Plane tickets are more expensive than $150, though. Not much more. I paid $158 for round-trip tickets. There you go. Yeah. And you didn't get pissed on or mauled. No. Oh, I mean, that's too bad. No. Yeah, you you didn't pay extra for the full contact experience. I'm no. all fucking set. I don't need to play with a leopard. No. I'm not some oil magnate in fucking Dubai. They all have fucking cats. It's they've true. Got, they've randomly got, like, tigers and shit, and they just go on, like, put them in their Bugatti and go on a ride with them in their $2 million vehicle. Life is weird there. If I'm worth billions of dollars i am not i'm gonna try to live as long as possible and enjoy that money i'm not risking it on my pet losing its mind and killing me yeah if if money was no object and i could have an exotic pet i'd get one of those like big-eared foxes you know the little white ones with the huge fox yeah yeah they're adorable yeah it looks like when push comes to shove you can kick the shit out of it yeah if it gets rowdy i don't know what i would get Hmm. I want something with personality. See, see, like in the initial thing is like monkeys have personality, but they that's yeah, that's madness. Yeah, they'll we've fuck done, me up. We've done plenty of stories about why that's a bad idea. Yeah. Right. Uh um, sugar glider. Yeah, they're tiny little cute things. Yeah. They're not yeah, I guess they're pretty exotic. <clears throat> I wouldn't mind a serval. Yeah, they're a big cat, but they're not like big enough to really murder you. Well, I guess they are. But did you know? Did you know wombats make cube poop? I did. We've talked about that on the podcast. Oh, we have. I'm sorry. Yeah, you don't have to apologize. I mean, you should probably apologize because because if there is an interesting poop fact, we've probably hit upon it. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised I didn't remember that. You might not have been in the room. Okay, screw fair. Um, so speaking of monkeys, Costco drops Chowco coconut milk over alleged uh, or allegations of forced monkey labor. What are you fucking talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like monkeys volunteer for labor. When not being forced to pick coconuts or perform in circus-style shows for tourists, the animals were kept tethered, chained to old tires, or confined to cages barely larger than their bodies. Uh, one coconut farmer confirmed that when monkeys are terrified and try to defend themselves, handlers have their teeth pulled out. How do you... I hate everything about this podcast. I don't like this story. <laughs> I mean, I just, I didn't know you could control monkeys to the point where they could be laborers. 
Yeah, one so, of them plays drums in Slipknot. <laughs> so Chowco, one of the world's leaders in coconut milk production and other coconut products, um, have not responded to CNN's request for comment. So the report says 64 farms out of 817 were randomly selected and did not find use of monkey for coconut harvesting. Wait, did they find them at the rest? Um, no, it's saying allegations, but yeah. there's no proof. Okay. I mean, there's got to be a more expedient way to get coconuts out of trees than training monkeys to do it and then hoping that they do it. Monkeys don't seem like they're good at following instructions from the little, yeah. I, little I know about them and the stories we've done here. Um, yeah. All right. Monkey labor is just a funny monkey mm -hmm. labor. Sounds like a band I wouldn't listen to. No. So like a birth or a birth. I wouldn't watch. <laughs> <laughs> Monkey Labor sounds like a Bachman Turner Overdrive cover band. <laughs> uh, Mother Bear and Cub. Mother Bear and Cub shot after climbing onto Russian nuclear submarine. I don't. Can we go okay. back? Can we go back to stories where animals fuck up people instead of the other way around? Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, it shouldn't be this easy to get on a on a nuclear sub that bears can do it by accident. Wait, like they boarded, they went inside. It says on, not in. Uh, either way, it should be, you should have a perimeter around it, people guarding it. Uh, I don't, I, let me see. I don't, I don't, I don't remember if they went in it or not. And, and if they didn't go inside of it, just wait around for a second. They'll go away. Yeah. yeah. Not a whole lot of stuff for a bear to do inside a submarine. No, um, they're terrible at Ever. dropping help. submarines. No, they helped Sean Connery defect with the rest of his crew. Well, they do speak Russian. It's true. Do you think they should do like a, what is it, BBW, that's the big lady porn, called The Gunt for Red October, and should be fat people fucking on a submarine? Wow. I mean, they probably have already. Wow. All right. I'm just uh, wow. <laughs> what? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, they don't say if it got onto the, into the submarine or just onto the submarine. I would imagine just onto because there isn't like, it's not like you're going in through a massive French door. It's like a fucking round <laughs> portal that's yeah, like man size. I, Russian door. I just don't understand why they felt that they need to shoot them. Like, I mean, what did you hear? Did you hear that it said Russian? Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> they will shoot virtually anything. Yeah. For virtually any reason. <clears throat> I'm surprised they didn't just headbutt them. Um, so, all right. Uh, let me see. There's no, no, no animals are, are injured in our next story. Awesome. So an eight-year-old girl. This little, this little scamp here. Yep. Um, pulled a fifteen hundred year old sword from a lake in Sweden. Is she, she the has, queen of England? She is. It's obviously queen of Sweden. Well, yeah, that's yeah. not how the myth goes, oh. though. The lady of the lake. 
Her name is Saga. Saga Vanacek. I don't know if that sounds like a Swedish name because I don't know what yeah. Swedish names sound like. She looks so Swedish. She's super she cute. Exceptionally Swedish. Super adorable. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm midway through a movie that's all about Sweden right now. Yeah. Is there anybody named Saga Vanacek? No. Uh, What's the name of the movie? It's called The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Oh, okay. Super Swedish. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, so here, I, she wasn't made um, royalty um, for finding this sword, but that's, I think, because this is what the sword looks like. Yeah, that's what my uh, my 20-pound shit looked like, too. Yeah, it kind of does. It I did think have a little scabbard. If it was like a flawless looking blade that was like, wow, this is clearly magical, then she becomes some sort of monarch mm-hmm. as it stands. I don't, I just don't know how. How I mean, far is the lake? Was it? That's what I was just thinking. It's not every day that you step on a sword in a lake, is a quote. She was just walking in the lake. The water was extremely low at the time, owing to a drought which is probably why Saga uncovered the ancient weapon. I felt something in the water and lifted it up. Then there was a handle, and I went to tell my dad that it looked like a sword. And there you go. That sword was found. So, yeah, she was just walking around. Can you imagine if the most interesting that ever happens to you in your life happened when you were eight years old? Hey, man, she's got a whole life. Who knows what's going to happen? Fucking leave Macaulay Culkin out of this, all right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, he's still pretty funny. He's got a funny Twitter presence. That's true. He was in a movie I just rewatched the other day too. Jacob really? Platter. Home Alone. Okay. Have you watched? Um, probably not because you don't have HBO. But uh, Succession. No. Because his brother's really good in that. Uh, Kieran Culkin is in it. Rory. No, Kieran. Kieran. Oh yeah, I was gonna say a bunch of his his siblings are actors as well. Yeah, he's really good at it. He's fanta- a fantastically terrible person. Then again, everyone is a terrible person in that. Um, all right, next. Fair enough. Police raid in Vietnam finds more than 300,000 used condoms being repackaged. for. Suicide. I heard about this. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, well, they were recycled, so I assume... They, they said cleaned. they cleaned them. I'm all right with that. How do you feel about it? I don't care about condoms. <laughs> I care less about condoms than you do now. Sure. You do not have to worry about them anymore. No, I mean, well, no, I don't. But if you're, if you're, I don't have to make, I couldn't make babies. It also is for stopping disease, but I also don't think I'll randomly be getting any disease. Yeah, 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 it is. So, yeah. Unless she's, you know, stepping out with some random priest on a soon to be replaced altar. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, it's just, this does not, I will say this, this doesn't look like, because when I think of recycled, I think of a pretty refined process. Like there is yeah, a. This has got like a little rinse dish. <laughs> yeah. It's just in a bunch of big sacks, like a bunch of yeah. m- like mail bags of dick wrappers. 
And then, <laughs> I mean, yeah. if I feel like, like, these where did the they get all these juice? What's I don't that? like that there's a drinking glass on the table next to all those condoms. <laughs> there, there definitely is. Um, That's a little too casual. Yeah. Also, yeah, like, okay. where, where are they getting a surplus of used condoms? Because anytime I've ever had a used condom, like, I, it goes in the trash. Yeah. Go you, the don't put it in the used, you don't put it in you the used can't. condom recycling bin? I understand no. you. <laughs> Interesting. I put it directly into a biohazard fucking disposable box. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, an inspector said the factory's 34-year-old owner, a woman, confessed they purchased the condoms from someone else, the state-owned newspaper reported. So after buying the condoms from a man, they were washed and reshaped, then pack it, packed in plastic bags according to the newspaper. So Reshaped. some fucking walking nightmare had a, just a collection of used condoms that he sold them. 300,000. Mm-hmm. You got to dig in a lot of like fucking men's restrooms and like, I don't know, truck stop bathrooms for 300,000. Adult bookstore. Nobody uses condoms in those. You just jerk off and leave it on the floor. I don't know. I've never been in one, so there you go. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I've never jerked off at an adult bookstore. But you had a pretty quick answer, Gary. That's. I think it's common sense. I mean, like that's like wearing a mask when you're driving alone in your car. You're you're not you're not going to impregnate your hand or anything like that. These people are jerking off in there. And a lot of people, I think, are just purchasing something, going home, and then mistreating themselves. I think that's true. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. Don't buy... They were just putting them back in, like, random plastic bags. I think it, like, it sounds like they were just putting a condom in, like, a sandwich baggie. (laughs) Like, that's not how you purchase your condom. You know what quality and cleanliness of condom you're purchasing if it's in the same bag you just eat your ate your PB and J out of. It's true. So you you get what you pay for. Peanut butter and jism. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. So um oh, what's happening here? Good journalism costs money. Product of our demise? <clears throat> yeah, well is it trying to make you subscribe? No, I meant the, the, the condoms were not a product of our demise, right? No, no. No, no. I mean, they, they could be, literally. Uh, so anyway, I can't get to this because they want me to pay for it. But I can tell you what the story was. A Massachusetts construction worker um, died from his, I guess, overt and overly consistent um, licorice habit. He was eating a bag and a half of black licorice a day. Okay. I didn't know licorice could kill you, but I'm kind of glad it can because fuck you if you like black licorice. Right. Fuck it, you in the mouth. And apparently, one of the things that drives me, one of the stupidest pet peeves I have is the phrase black licorice because licorice is black. Like the licorice that most people like, the red licorice isn't act- actually licorice. 
Like, Twizzlers are not licorice. No. And, like, I don't love Twizzlers, but it's... Twizzlers are awesome. It's all right. Like, I don't hate it. Whereas, like, actual black licorice is fucking awful. It's terrible. Even a... Even a small amount of licorice you can eat can increase your blood pressure a little bit. Hmm. So, yeah, eating a bag and a half every day for a few weeks threw his nutrients out of whack and caused the 54-year-old man's heart to stop. How old was he? 54. Something tells me he wasn't in great shape. No, if he's eating a bag and a half of licorice a day, then uh, no. He's living on borrowed time. Oh, wow, that's a rough word. The problem is glycerhizic acid, G-L-Y-C-Y-R-R-H-I-Z-I-C. Not bad. That's a lot of consonants in a row, um, except for the N sometime Y. Maybe it's uh, well. So it's found in black licorice and many other foods and dietary supplements containing, containing licorice root extract. Is there any is there any warning on licorice bags about this? I think it's understood that if you eat that much black licorice, you deserve death. I mean, I understand it. Yeah. Eating as little as two ounces of licorice a day for two weeks could cause a heart rhythm problem, especially for folks over 40. What kind of problem? Heart rhythm. Huh. I'm over 40. Luckily, I don't eat licorice. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, you've made a lot of bad decisions in your life, but none of them are that bad. None of them are licorice-related. No. So, yeah, that's a, that's a good time. I didn't even make an ill-advised Charms Blow Pop decision, and I had the opportunity. You did? <laughs> yeah, I, I've told you that story about when I worked that uh, – um, bachelor party where there was a stripper and she was putting charms blow pops in her yeah. in her hoo ha. She's decidedly not charming. No. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. She okay. wasn't very attractive, right? No, that's correct. Okay. Well, if she Pull was, back. no, wait. if she was exceptionally attractive, how would you have felt about it at the time? Uh, this is probably uh, I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying this, but uh, it's very rare that I'll uh, put my mouth in a, a lady's nether regions on a first encounter. Okay. Got to get to know them a little bit better. Sure. Yeah. They have to earn your mouth hug trust. Sure. And you have to have some insight into their cleanliness and being a stripper. Not so much that worry. I'm, I'm a fucking nightmare, but uh, I don't know. It's just a weird thing. Okay. Like, oh, we just met. Let's get to know each other a little. There you go. Before we fuck on the trip that? That's, that's, that's <laughs> one of the least offensive things you've said. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is this? So, yeah. In Indonesia... They're taking coronavirus pretty seriously. If you people caught without face masks are forced to dig graves and get into coffins. Nice. Uh, you are also forced to dig um, graves for people that actually have died of coronavirus. I, so, I feel like that's a pretty good punishment. That's great. I mean, I, yeah. 
So you have a choice of, of paying – offenders are given a choice of paying a fine of 150,000 IDR, Indonesian dollars, um, which is the equivalent of £7.90, which is hilarious. How much is that in money? It's about $9. Okay. 10 bucks. 150,000 of something equals $10. Indonesians must be outrageously good at math. Or doing coronavirus community service. If they select the latter, they receive a high-vis jacket saying violator on the back. Sign a register and then join the others guilty of the same in the back of a truck. Uh, Loudspeakers on the side of the vehicle pump out the message that the passengers have broken the regulations as they make their way to the cemetery. At the graveyard, if someone has died of coronavirus, the team is asked to dig the grave. Others are told to tidy around the plots of the newly dead. That's this. That's pretty grim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm not that against it. You know, it's easy. I, I mean, it's pretty easy to disassociate all this media coverage with actual people dying. You get back into it if you have to start fucking. Moving six, moving six feet of dirt. But, yep. All right. Now, this last one was this article I found. Wild kinks and perversions of 20 influ- influential historical figures. I'm okay. listening. So we're going to review this. Um, so Sigmund Freud lusted after his mother and blamed, blamed children for getting molested. That one's... That one's he, he was kind of a piece of shit. He was the piece of shit. And most, a lot of, the more time that's gone by, most of his breakthroughs and theories and, you know, all that sort of stuff have been pretty much disproven. Like, he just didn't know a goddamn thing, as it turns out. Right. He was just wrong about a lot of stuff. And a weirdo wanted to fuck his mom. My dad Um, was a writing psychologist. Yeah. Do you hear that? Uh, Mozart liked getting his salad tossed. What does that mean? He liked to have his asshole eaten up. Is yeah. that what that means? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Preferably with salad dressing, but I don't think salad dressing was a thing for in Mozart's time. No. Um, so yeah, I don't think that's in, that in, weird. I think a lot of people like getting rim jobs. In 1782, he composed Lek Mich im Arsch, Lick Me in the Ass. No, you're making this shit up. I am not. I think we've talked about this song that he made before on this podcast. A party piece for his friends whose lyrics include Lick Me in the Ass, Nice and Clean, mm-hmm. uh, and continues on in that vein. Mozart's publisher was scandalized by the lyrics, but he liked the music, so he tinkered or basically rewrote the lyrics and changed the song's theme and refrained from inappropriate sentiments to Let Us Be Glad. <laughs> um. Mahatma Gandhi allegedly had a thing for young girls. I've heard he about did. This before. Yeah. Yep. Um, in a nutshell, Gandhi liked to sleep naked with young girls. The story was that he did so in order to test his willpower and strengthen his resistance to the temptations of the flesh. In reality, it was probably less about spiritual experimentation and more about Gandhi gratifying his desires. As one of the early acolytes who shared a bed put it after his death, later on when people started asking questions about the physical contact with women, the idea of experiments was developed. In early days, there was no question of calling it an experiment. 
Meh, whatever. Um, yeah, that one's not as fun to make fun of. Mm-hmm. Oh! Um, Thomas Jefferson. Well, Thomas Jefferson was all over the fucking place. Uh, oh, wait, no, this is Ben Franklin. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did he do? They just, eh, this is just basically saying he was a libertine. He wasn't really into anything specifically weird. That one's not as fun. Uh, Zengdi became emperor at age 14 and went nuts with power. In 1504, a 14-year-old ascended China's throne. Uh, he had no interest in governing his realm. Uh, he entrusted running China to his palace eunuchs and then abandoned himself to living it up, diving headfirst into an orgy of lavish spending, blah, blah, blah. Um, he was into make-believe big time. He created an alter ego for himself, a General Zuzu, upon whom he lavished praise and rewards. He also built a city block within the Imperial Palace so he could pretend to be a shopkeeper. Uh, less innocent was his habit of taking his companions on thrill rides, bursting into the homes of generally of wealthy citizens, violently seizing and kidnapping their daughters, and holding them for ransom while the girls were ravaged. Um, wow. Yeah, officials who criticized the emperor's conduct were arrested, tortured, and executed by the hundreds. Luckily for his subject, his reign was cut short in 1521 when, a, when his pleasure barge capsized and he drowned. Pleasure barge! Yeah, so he was only like 30 years old at that point. Uh, I mean, Jabba the Hutt had a pleasure barge. James Joyce was apparently really into farts. Okay. Um, In one such letter, he wrote, It is wonderful to to fuck a farting woman when every fuck drives one out of her. I think I would know Nora's fart anywhere. I think I could pick hers out of a room full of farting women. Is he suggesting that every... Okay. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> the first part of that sentence Wait, was pretty... I'm, pretty not, I'm not done. Oh. It's a rather girlish noise. Not like the wet, windy fart, which I imagine fat wives have. It's a sudden and dry and... It's sudden and dry and dirty, like a what a bold girl would let off in, a fun, in fun in a school dormitory at night. I hope Nora will let off no end of her farts in my face so that I may know her, their smell also. I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> so is Nora. <laughs> One of my favorite bands has a song about him. Yeah, is it about farts? No, it says, but the refrain of the song is, I'm bitter, I'm twisted. James Joyce is fucking my sister. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Apparently their sister farts a lot. I was just going to say. Um, I want to know who he wrote this letter to. Like, who was he just like this open about his fart fetish? A bad was, person. And and this explicit about it. A, a I, want to, I, want, I want to know what Nora thought of all this. And I'll why was, Nora wrote it. I'll bet you they just said it was him. Um, <clears throat> Ibrahim I was an Ottoman sultan. Um, he liked cow-like women. Um, uh, do what now? <laughs> so Ibrahim went wild with the harem, with his harem. 
uh, as a contemporary put it, in the palace gardens he frequently assembled. All the virgins made them strip themselves naked and neigh like a stallion, while neighing like a stallion and ran amongst them, and as it were, ravaged one or the other. Another oddness included the time he turned he was turned on by a cow's genitals, had copies made of gold, and sent them around the empire with orders to find a woman similarly endowed. A 350-pound woman with matching parts was eventually found, and she became one of his favorite con- concubines. Wow. More sinister was the time he was seized by a fit of madness and had his entire harem of 280 women tied and in weighted sacks and drowned in the sea. Wow. Jesus. <laughs> He's, uh, he had problems. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Marcus de Sade spent most of his life locked up by, for perversion. He was basically like the, the textbook libertine, right? Yeah. Marquis de Sade. Marquis de Sade. Yeah. That's what I'd say. Um, he spent Marquis de Sade. Yeah. Uh, he spent 32 years behind bars, including 10 in the Bastille. Uh, most of his writings were penned while he was incarcerated. Um, yeah, he did short stints behind bars when he was younger for mistreating prostitutes. He held beggars hostage in his home, flogging and pouring hot wax on her. Awesome. Uh, in 1772, Desaad and his servant were arrested for sodomizing prostitutes after knocking them out with roofies. I didn't know they had Ribnall back then. I believe this, the word sadism was written with his name in mind. Mm-hmm. They escaped to Italy and were sentenced to absentia to in, in absentia to death. Returning to France and laying low in a rural castle, he lured youngsters with offers of employment and then sexually and physically abused them. I just thought he was like out getting laid. I didn't realize he was a complete piece of shit. Yeah, no, he's kind of a not great guy. <laughs> it turns out, huh? Um, Charlie Chaplin was turned on by pies. You'd think he would have been fatter. <laughs> There's the comedy. Yeah. Thanks, Charlie. Um, pies. So, yeah. Uh, he also had a pie fetish after... Um, oh, he also liked them young. That eventually derailed his career. I think I knew about that. After uh, yeah. He had a pie fetish. After getting actresses to disrobe during auditions, Chaplin would grope them in exaggerated ways on the couch. Then, having worked himself up, thus... He would stand them naked against a wall and throw pies at them. <laughs> I don't know why I found that particular no, one. I'm single and I never think of doing these things. Well, you don't have much of an imagination, as it turns out. Um, I don't think about pies. That's true. Hold on. I mean, I could do all this stuff. No idea. Well, you'd go to jail for a, a lot of it. Like if you if you drown two hundred eighty women, I'm pretty sure you'd go to jail for a little while. What about the pie thing? Uh, speaking of which, we talked about it. I think in a, a while ago that Nexium cult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you watch any of the stuff on that recently? Like the I watched the uh, HBO documentary about it. I don't know why. It was kind of boring. But that guy was sentenced recently. I knew that that happened, yeah. Yeah, he was sentenced to 120 years behind bars. Yeah. That seems, like, he's a dick, but that seems excessive. Like, he basically just convinced women to really like him. Mm. Which is kind of 
every guy's goal. Yeah. And he did it in a fucked up way. And I think he should definitely go to jail. But like violent rapists sometimes get like 10 years. Right. It seems it seemed like a lot. Um, I don't know what if there was other like financial crimes or something like that that went along with it. But 120 years seemed like a really long time for getting laid a bunch in fucked up ways. Yeah. 20, 30 years I would have been all right with. I mean, then again, the dude is 60, so he probably would have been dead by the end of it anyway. So I guess it's a, a little a bit point. Yeah. Um, the author of The Ugly Duckling was addicted to pleasuring himself and writing about it. Is uh, that what The Ugly Duckling's really about? Might have been. Uh, the Ugly Duckling was based on his childhood. Uh, Hans Christian Andersen, by the way, in case you're wondering. Um, as an adult, Andersen was addicted to touching himself. And when not doing that, he liked to talk with prostitutes. That's weird. And then rush back home to masturbate. At least he's not killing people. Yeah. He was a celibate. Anderson not only pleasured himself a lot, he also kept meticulous, meticulous records on his personal endeavors, describing and listing them in his diary with a pair of, of plus signs with a sample descriptive entries reading when they left i had a doubly strenuous plus plus i don't know what that means uh in paris he liked to visit prostitutes and talk with them then rush back to his hotel to put more plus plus entries in his diary that's foolish yeah, but lord byron had a love child with his sister mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not the best um Crown Prince Sado of Korea. This one's probably going to be terrible, huh? <laughs> <laughs> he had extreme mood swings between dignity and probity. One moment and turning uh, and turning serial murderer and rapist the next. When he got depressed, I don't know why I laughed during that. When he got depressed, killing servants to cheer himself up. Uh, on many a day, several body dead bodies were carried out of the palace. He also enjoyed raping court ladies. And after murdering his favorite concubine in a fit of rage, he turned his sick attentions to his own sister. Eventually, his father had enough and decided he could not inflict his monstrous son upon his subjects. Executing a royal was a taboo. So in 1762, the king had Sato locked up inside a heavy chest used for grain storage and left him there to starve to death. Seems like a good, good plan. Seems responsible. Aleister Crowley related created a religion revolving around sexual magic. Oh, yeah. Um, he he had a whole bunch of uh, editions of a book that were all, each of the editions had uh, a cum stain of his on the cover. Wow, how many did he sell? Uh, well, they were private editions. They weren't, like, actually sold. I, I think it was either 50 or 100 because Danny Carey from Tool has one of them. Okay. Um, I was just say like Stephen King would be so tired. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the book, the books were that that particular book was called White Stains, but yeah, that's, all, it's, that's it's a all, bit off the nose. Yeah, it's all about sexual magic. Um, Edward the Seventh had a private room in his favorite whorehouse. That's not that. I mean, we were just talking about murdering bitches. This guy just had a fucking VIP suite. Mm -hmm. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, he was. <laughs> um, 
by the, by the 1890s middle-aged birdie was fat and out of shape so he had the heavy duty love chair custom made to let him have sex without crushing his partners it also positioned them just right for access with minimal exertion and contortions on his part wow he created the laziest way to fuck ever mm-hmm um okay Herod the Great in the Bible you probably know this one huh Herod King Herod yeah he fucked his wife's corpse for years huh <laughs> I don't I don't remember reading that in the Old Testament uh, so that would have been the new one New Testament he ascended to the throne after marrying Maria Mini. I don't know. One of the last surviving heirs of Judea's something something. Um, he was crazy about her. Who has she was a great beauty. However, when he discovered that he had been she had been plotting against him with two of their sons, love did not stop him from ha having her and their offspring executed. He then plunged into a deep depression and was unable to let her go. Literally, according to the Talmud, Herod was had her corpse preserved in honey and kept. Fulfilling in his animalistic desires is the quote, but fucking with the cadaver oh, no, for no, the next no, no, no. seven years. Hold on, hold on. What? Wait a minute. This Corp is where this is where the idiomatic usage of the word honey comes from. I thought to. I was just thinking about the word plunged up until then. <laughs> oh no. Wait, I don't so know. someone in honey? I don't know if that's really where honey comes from, but I think that would be funny if it was. Dead person, honey. Well, honey is a good preservative. I don't know how much of a pussy preservative it is, but I mean, it's a terrible sexual lubricant. Apparently not. How do you know? <laughs> mm, I poured poured lady. I poured honey on a young lady at one point. As it starts to crystallize after a while. Yeah. Thomas Jefferson raped his dead wife's lookalike half-sister when she was 14. Jesus! <laughs> yeah. The founding fathers, who we seem to like think were these all-knowing people, uh, were all fucking... Real dead. pieces of shit. Yeah. But they wrote it down. Who gives a fuck? They can kiss my ass. Mm. Yeah. Um, I thought these were going to be more fun. I should have read through these beforehand. Nope, that one's more death. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Rasputin, what's it say? He launched a cult revolving around carnal relations. Uh, the Rasputin, the illiterate Siberian peasant, charlatan, mystic, holy wanderer, faith healer, blasphemer, and notorious lecher, led an extraordinary life. As a teen, he was such a notorious womanizer that he earned the nickname Rasputin, meaning the depraved in Russian. Later in life, his inexplicable ability to soothe the suffering of the child, something or other, long name, Alexei something. Alexei Nikolaevich. Yeah, the hemophiliac heir to the Russian throne won him favor for, of the parents, the Tsar and Tsarina of the Russian Empire. The resulting proximity to the throne made him an incong uh, incongruously powerful and influential figure in the Russian Empire's final years. In his youth, he fell in with a religious sect known as the Kalistis, who preached holy passionless to be attained via exhaustion. This isn't that fun so far. Rasputin built on that to invent a religious doctrine that he described as driving out sin with sin. 
to achieve holy passionless via total exhaustion, not just physical, but also via carnal relations. Uh, they just fucked carnal. Yeah, they just fucked a lot. I'm still uh, two more. Caligula. That one doesn't need to be gone over. He just yeah had fucking orgies. And Tiberius. Tiberius's perversions exceeded those of everyone on this list. Oh god. All right. Settle in. Caligula had learned perversions from the best, having been raised by his uncle, the Emperor Tiberius. Unlike Rome's most uh, infamously perverted rulers, Caligula, Nero, and Heliogabalus, <clears throat> who became emperors in their teens and went crazy with sudden power, Tiberius became emperor in his 50s. He exceeded all other emperors in perversion, but did his dirt in the privacy of a secluded palace compound on the island of Capria. Far away from the public eye. There, Tiberius wallowed in perversions, most notably pedophilia with children of both genders. He reportedly had toddlers trained to dive underwater while he was in a pool to nibble at him as he swam. What? Uh, referring to them as his minnows. That is already the most fucked up thing I've ever heard. Um, Tiberius had also had pleasure gardens stocked with teenage and prepubescent youths dressed as figures from Greco-Roman mythology or frolicking about naked, displaying themselves for his pleasure and engaging in intercourse on command with each other. As he grew older, Tiberius grew increasingly impotent and so was often reduced to being a spectator. His residencies had walls covered with pornographic paintings depicting all kinds of nefarious activity from the routine to the shockingly depraved. The artwork was like a menu, enabling Tiberius to simply point at a painting to communicate what he wanted done. That wasn't as bad as the people that were killing hundreds of people with their dicks. I still don't like him. No, no. Um, all right. That's all I got for this one. <laughs> oh, God. That ended weird. I thought that was going to be more fun. The only one I had seen, the only two that I looked at on that list as I just scrolled through it was the fucking ass eating of Mozart and the fart loving of what's his nuts. Choice. Yeah, I didn't realize there was uh, so much murder and rape and child. Yeah, child. Quite, more more than your daily dose of it, really. Sure. Yep. Um, all right. Hopefully, the next episode will be a little bit less rapey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it'd be hard pressed not to be. We'd yeah. really have to go out of our way to have a rapier episode. Yeah. Um, so on next episode, um, we will be having Mike Tyson on, um, yeah, and we'll just, we'll just talk about whatever comes up. Perfect. All right. I will, uh, see you lovely gentlemen later. All right. Wait, please wait. I see you did not heed my attempt to warn you. Sigh. Fuck it. Hey, 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 h